0: Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Amanda's Altar. I'm your host, Amanda, an 18-year-old pagan, and today I have a special guest, my friend the atheist. And I'm going to interview him soon, but first, the witchy word of the day. So for this episode, the word is poppet. Now, a poppet is kind of like a voodoo doll, except not quite. Basically, it's a small doll used to represent a person, and it's used in certain different types of spells, like for a binding spell it could be tied up so it can't move, or for a love spell it could be tied to another poppet meant to represent the person you want that person to end up with. They actually have a lot of uses, but generally pagans tend to refrain from actually sticking pins into them or anything like that, because that would be voodoo and most pagans don't actually practice that. So yeah, pop it. So now let's get to the interview. Um my friend here, his name is David. Um he's an atheist, so um say hi.
1: Hi, I'm David.
0: So um exactly when did you decide that you didn't really have a f- when did you decide to become an
1: atheist um i decided to become an atheist uh probably like 4 years ago um but throughout my whole life i've really not really haven't been into religion um i always kind of i, I grew up in a christian well a catholic household and uh, it wasn't like devout catholic but there was some church involved, and uh, it always came off as creepy to me. That's just...
0: Now, when you say creepy, do you mean, like, what exactly about it creeped you Is it the whole um, resurrection thing, which some people, I guess, could be creeped out by, or was it just the actual practices themselves?
1: Well, th- it's the practices themselves, But it's also, like I went to a baptism, or a christening, and I just thought it was very strange, pouring this water on the baby with the candles and these people watching and blessing the child, which, it's a good thing for them. I just thought it was creepy. You don't really see the appeal? Yeah, I'm... exactly.
0: Also, I want to make it perfectly clear right here and now, we are not in any way bashing Christianity. These are just our own personal opinions about it. Personally, I have no animosity towards it, and you don't really have anything against it, right?
1: Oh, no, not at all.
0: Yeah, it's just, from an outside perspective, religion looks a little weird sometimes. I mean, as pagans, we obviously face this on pretty much a daily basis, because, you know... You tell someone that you're celebrating the full moon, and they think you're crazy, because, I don't know, the moon is generally associated with insanity. Like, the word lunatic was originally derived from lunar, and I'm going off on a tangent now that I probably shouldn't be, but basically, I guess to an outside perspective, religion can look a little bit freaky.
1: See, I don't, I didn't really like Christianity... Also because it, it, even as a child, it seemed to defy logic completely, and again, not bashing Christianity, but if you just, I never read the Bible, but I began reading the Bible, and um, it, it's just unbelievable, it, Sounds like a story you'd read to your children to scare them, and that's kind of what it was to an extent, in my opinion.
0: On the subject of stories you tell your children to scare them, or I assume to get them to behave... Yes. What are your thoughts on Santa Claus? Like, when you were younger, did you believe in him?
1: Well, when I was younger, I believed in Santa Claus, yes. But it had less... In today's society, Christmas has less. Of uh, Christmas doesn't exactly mean the uh, have any
0: Christian basis.
1: Yes, well, but it has more. Um, here are these gifts because we're your parents, and it's the winter time, and it's a bit inexplicable. Like, like we're not going to explain. Well, there's an explanation, but.
0: So do you think if as a kid you had thought about like. logistics of, okay, how does this guy get around the planet on a sled, it would have not seemed logical also, or is it more of a, I want to believe in this because it benefits me in some way, or it's a happy thing to believe in?
1: See, with Santa Claus, the idea was, it is illogical, but as a child, I didn't think Logically, um, this is before, of course, before I decided I was an atheist. Okay. Um, but if you're trying to segue into the logic behind behind uh, religion and why people <laughs> why people use it well, and
0: That's not exactly what I was doing, but thank you for making me seem just completely blatant and... Okay, um, yeah, so that was a bit of a segue. Um, the way I see it, logic and religion, while not exactly mutually exclusive, aren't really meant to sync up. And I'm not saying, like, oh, the dinosaur fossils are here to test our faith, like, which I... Not every Christian thinks that. There are a lot of Christians. But I have actually heard that phrase before, and I don't quite get it. And the thing that really drew me to paganism as opposed to Christianity, because I also grew up in a Catholic household, and the thing that really drew me into paganism as opposed to it is it didn't really conflict with any of my other beliefs. Like, obviously, I believe in the theory of evolution and things like that, and paganism didn't really openly contradict, I mean, there are certain forms of the religion that have their own creation myth, but as an eclectic pagan, I can kind of pick and choose to not have that be a part of it. Um, So is it just that specifically about it, like evolution or its contradiction with science, or was it just it's, the it's... whole thing didn't make a bit of sense.
1: The whole thing's a contradiction Contradiction with science, and a lot of the Bible can contradict with itself. Um, I mean, you, you create a woman from a man's rib, now that just doesn't make sense. You create the whole entire planet in seven days, and most religions have this, I mean, the three main religions have this creation over a uh, short period of time, and a day of rest, that kind of thing. I mean, not paganism. Um, I don't know any of the any pagan lore of um, creation. Well,
0: it really depends on the pagan religion. Like, um, in some versions of the Greek mythology, I believe it was Prometheus um, created man out of mud, and then I think it was Zeus came and breathed life into them, or there's other myths and other different forms of paganism, and obviously I can really only qualify to speak on the one that I particularly follow. Um. So, that being said, what's your theory on intelligent design? And I don't, I don't know if you've heard of that or not, but it's basically, yes, evolution is true, but yes, creation is also a thing. Like, basically... Okay, so evolution happened and man evolved over millions and millions of years because there's evidence to suggest that that happened. But there's also no particular explanation for where life itself came from and there's all these inner complexities, like even just one simple cell is made up of a bunch of tiny little structures all performing different specialized functions and the theory basically states that there's no way that could have. Ev- well, not that there's no way, but it's highly unlikely that that would have just developed out of nothingness, and there had to be a spark or a hand sort of guiding it along gently?
1: Um, I understand that point of view. That idea. Um, it, I don't agree with it, of course. I'm an atheist. Um, I do know people who believe in um, what is it called intelligent design yes um and they' are scientists who believe in intelligent design um, I do respect them for acknowledging science uh that sound i don't not that I don't respect um Christians who do not acknowledge science, but there's this evidence. That the Earth is millions of years old, and that life has been here for so long, and uh, where evidence has just uh, been shown that there are uh, gravitational waves that may
0: oh the be- Big Bang thing yes
1: they gravitational waves that may be from uh, the initial Big Bang where the universe started out something like the size of an atom and expanded to the size of a basketball in less in less than a second and then expanded on one from there.
0: Okay, I'm not 100% familiar with the theory, but I have heard of it before. Um basically a more concise way of explaining it is the big bang happened and there was this explosion and then from that explosion the universe has been sort of expanding outward in little ripples. And they've recently detected something that may or may not be those ripples. And obviously they still have to test um, a little more. But they're fairly certain that it's the gravitational waves he's talking about are basically the force from it expanding. And I'm gesticulating here, but you obviously can't see me. It'd be so much easier to explain in person. Um YouTube. Yes. I might start that soon, but... Probably not, because I don't know if I can handle that with everything else right now. Um, That being said, for a pagan podcast, we seem to have spent an awful lot of time on Christianity. Not that Christianity is an awful thing, just that it's probably better to get a more expanded viewpoint. So, um, setting aside evolution and creation myths and things like that, what's your take on religions that don't exactly have a creation myth and... Why do you choose... Well, not why do you choose, because obviously belief isn't 100% choice, but why don't you believe in those? And, yeah.
1: Because in my... I don't find them logical either. Um, For... Oh, no, you can... Um, For example, paganism, I don't or for those who practice paganism and witchcraft, and magic, I don't exactly believe in it. Um, but I also don't believe in prayer, like, because I don't believe in higher power. So, it, it, that's, the like, the connections like that. Okay. Now...
0: You can con- continue.
1: See, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, because there's nothing harmful coming from it, nothing negative that I can see. Now, with other religions, there are rules and guidelines, and sometimes there's a lot of sexism, and terrible things like that, war, and paganism does seem to be a rather peaceful, er, I mean, neo-paganism seems to be rather peaceful, um... And you don't see, people don't seem to bother anyone. I mean, you could go around and say, well, I'm pagan, and people will just accept that. I haven't heard anyone speak negatively to you, so.
0: Well, no, but there are certainly members of my family who are not, nor will ever be, made aware of it, because... Well, they're and I don't ignorant mean to offend- people. I don't mean to offend Christians, but there are some very uber-Christian people in my family who are not as accepting as other Christians might be. Um, stemming off of what you said about um, how religions tend to sometimes be harmful, I think that to a certain extent, religions, like the main ones, are kind of devised to control people. Just to an extent. obviously. It's also to give people something to believe in and something to inspire them. But at the end of the day, there is a bit of a control factor there. Like, you have to do this, this, and this, or else you're not a good Christian. Or you have to attend church every Sunday or Saturday if you're Jewish. I believe their Sabbath is on the Saturday. Um, Or, like, there's certain things you're supposed to abstain from, like pride or lust. And I don't really see the logic behind that either. But then there's other things, like wrath, which I can understand abstaining from because anger tends to lead to violence, tends to lead to bad things and the downfall of society. I mean, how many wars have we had in the last hundred years alone? So, to an extent, I can see the point of certain rules and regulations being put into religion. Um. On another note, you mentioned that there is often sexism in religion, and obviously that's going to happen anywhere with any group of people. If there is someone in the group who is sexist, and they happen to wind up in power, um, honestly, in terms of the Catholic Church, I think Pope Francis is doing a lot better than most. I mean, obviously he's against abortion because the Church is against abortion, and it will pretty much always be against abortion. And that's okay if that's your particular belief. But he's also very accepting of other people and, you know, essentially what I'm trying to say is he realizes that not everyone can be the ideal Christian, and that's great. And it is good to have something to aspire to. Um, In terms of paganism specifically, there's Wicca where um, there's the whole phrase harm none, and there are several different interpretations of that, but generally, it's agreed that you should not try to be actively harmful to anyone. Obviously, you're going to wind up harming people. Even if you're a vegetarian, you might be hurting vegetables, who knows? Or things like, like, if you step outside, you're obviously going to wind up stepping on a bug at some point because they live in the grass or, um, you know, you can't always be nice 100% of the time. But it's nice to have that ideal to aspire to. So, what are your thoughts specifically in terms of, not your religion specifically, but like...
1: I don't have a religion.
0: Well, no, obviously. Um, but what are your thoughts on other people's faith and whether or not that's a pro or con for our society?
1: I think that religion is definitely a good thing. It is a good thing for people to have faith. It's a good thing for people to have something to believe in. Um... When, in times of trouble, I kind of wish I was able to believe in something, but I'm not. Like, I just don't work like that. Yeah. Um, hopefully, people can understand that. Um, I wish I could think, you know, once I die, there's a better place, or I'm reincarnated. But I see no evidence. I see no reason why. So... I...
0: um. That's actually a good point, and also an interesting segue. Um. So, obviously, in most... Re- I'm not going to say all religions, because obviously there are some where there isn't, but in most religions something happens after you die. You don't just, you know, get buried and the world forgets about you. Um, in some cases you go to heaven or hell, depending on whether or not you're a good person, then there's the whole purgatory thing. Um, in Greek mythology specifically there was the underworld with Hades and he decided whether you went to a better part or you got your entrails pecked out by a hawk for the rest of eternity or pushed a rock up a hill, Um, I forget which specific people wind up with that in the mythology, but that those did both happen to people. It might have been an eagle, though, not a hawk. Um, anyway, in most religions, there's something happens after you die. Personally, I believe in reincarnation. Um, there are other people who feel that, like, you keep getting reincarnated until you reach your highest best self, and then you go live in this place like heaven. Um, I think that's actually similar to what Buddhists believe. It's all about getting enlightened, but I don't know enough to speak about that specifically because I'm not Buddhist and I haven't done an extensive amount of research on it because while I do find literally all religions fascinating, I haven't gotten around to that one yet because there are slightly more interesting ones in the way. No offense to any Buddhists out there listening, you guys are great, or at least the couple that I've met are, but it's not my particular cup of tea. Um. Anyway, what are your thoughts on people- do you think religion was basically created to comfort people, either um, like on their own deathbed or looking at the loss of someone else's life? Do you think- that might have been a part of where it came from?
1: I do. I-, I think there's the whole people are afraid of the unknown and people are curious and people want answers. And when people don't have the answers and especially um primitive humans, not primitive but you know, developing like- humans.
0: Way back when in human history? Yes,
1: yes, okay. that's like when. See, we when were you tribal, say primitive,
0: that could I don't potentially like, be offensive. What? Well, I so mean, if you're saying Christians are primitive, that might be Oh, oh, no, no, but no! I'm not. saying. I just saying. want to make it clear to our listeners that's
1: not. No, no, no! I'm <laughs> actually talking like back when humans lived in tribes. Okay. Not that humans still live in tribes, but back when we lived in tribes, um, you can edit that out.
0: I'm not going to. I'm just going to leave it in because <laughs> so much editing is going to need to be done anyway. Um, Okay, so bouncing off of that, not the primitive thing, but the other thing, um religion and the whole afterlife myth or truth, depending on your opinion on it, being created to comfort people. What are your thoughts then on the existence of hell? Is it so that people won't do bad things to other people, assuming that they'll get punished in the next life? Is it to provide a sense of cosmic justice, or is it more of a scare tactic?
1: I think it's all three, depending on who's using it, um, when they're using it. If they need to use it as a scare tactic, it was used as a scare tactic. If you needed some sort of Order in society, and you had millions upon millions of people following you, and you wanted some of them to, or all of them to, follow your orders, or um, to not do a specific thing, like like, don't kill someone because you'll go to hell. That's 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 a good thing, but saying, don't have sex before you're married. You'll go to hell. Sex is a human human desire, and that goes along with, like, the lust. Yeah. Uh, and things like that. Like, why would you go somewhere terrible for pleasure, for making yourself happy?
0: Um, another thing I have never understood, and I don't think I will ever understand about Christianity, is that pride is a sin. And I don't mean to bash Christianity, even though I seem to be consistently doing it. Um, I don't think I'll ever understand why pride in itself is a sin, because if you do something good, you're going to be proud of yourself. You can't help it unless you have ridiculously low self-esteem. But at the same time, I can also understand it because pride in and of itself can be hurtful. Like, bragging obviously no one wants to listen to or you can get so proud, like, that you feel you should be the one in charge, um, not to bring up Hitler, but to bring up Hitler, um, while obviously I don't know everything about him, but we did study him rather extensively in history, because, I mean, it's history, um, a lot of people tend to feel that or even Napoleon, or Stalin, or any conqueror really. Hitler was just the first one that came to mind. Um, Sometimes people will feel that I'm the best one here, I'm the best one to rule this, to run this, and then it tends to lead to war and things like that. Or even just nationalism and imperialism, not even from a specific person's perspective, taking pride in your own nation too much can lead to war. or. Things like that. So, to an extent, I can understand limiting some of basic human nature. But then, what is your thought on religions that don't really try to limit anyone? Like, um, for example, Satanism pretty much throws out the book on that whole limiting human desire thing. It's, well, it's not all about engaging in your own Desire, But it accepts that there are parts of human nature that other people might not agree with, but basically do what you want.
1: It's not that they won't agree with it, it's that they want to pretend it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. So, what then are your thoughts on something like that?
1: Um, I think it's not good to try to (laughs) cover up human desire or, like rage or lust um, because they're natural tendencies of human beings we can't exactly help these feelings we get repressing the feelings would only force them to the, the front of your mind if you understand what I'm saying if you try to like mm. not think about something and repress it like it, um,
0: and please don't hate me for this the game
1: yes like the game to anyone listening who knows (laughs) Um, about the game.
0: If you're not aware of what the game is, um, it was a social-slash-psychological experiment. Um, Basically these scientists came up with this concept of, oh, let's make a mind virus. Um, So they came up with the game, and if you think about the game, you lose the game. So we've all just collectively lost the game, and I'm sorry for that, but it was the best example I could come up with. and it spread from this one small experiment to this grand world thing or at least nationwide thing. I don't know if they have it in other countries right? yeah. they do
1: they yeah. do el partido spanish
0: is it but do they actually play it like that um, or
1: I know it's worldwide They have a website
0: Oh okay um
1: speaking of the spreading of information
0: segwaying back into religion. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's see, what's another question? Oh, right, another question I wanted to ask you. What do you think overall drives people to believe? Like, even logical, scientific people, um, for example, recently in the news there was a lot of attention because there was a Bill Nye-Ken Ham debate about um, creation versus evolution, and Ken Ham argued for creation, and Bill Nye argued for evolution, but the way Ken Ham went about doing it was actually rather scientific and logical. Um, and he is actually a scientist. I forget what he has degrees in, but he does have a degree in something science related. So what do you think drives someone, a scientist, a mathematician, someone whose life is based in logic, To believe in something so illogical, as you put it.
1: Um, That just has to... That goes with faith. Having faith in things that you can't understand or don't understand. Um, Also, the values you were taught as a child when you were younger. Mm -hmm. Also, life after death. And where we came from. Where life started, where humanity started. Um, These are things that scientists can't exactly pinpoint, and that's why there's the room for them to believe in intelligent design.
0: Okay. I guess I can kind of see. So, it's not that it's 100% illogical, it's just that there's no logical explanation for it, but it doesn't outright contradict logic either?
1: In my opinion, it contradicts logic, but I can understand how faith can not blind someone, but someone can kind of choose faith over logic, which would be the science that they practice. So.
0: Okay, um, we're running out of time. It's getting we just passed the half an hour mark when I edited it'll probably be around 25 minutes right now Um, but so I have a final question for you but before we get into that do you have any questions for me
1: um I don't think so
0: okay well I still want to talk about me so (laughs) um,
1: okay when did you start Uh, when when did you decide you were a pagan
0: 5th grade actually fifth grade. um. I read a book by Scott Cunningham. Well, I glanced through a book by Scott Cunningham. Um, I think it was Wicca. It might have been Wicca. It might have been living Wicca. I'm not sure which. And it just kind of made more sense than Christianity, which was the only other thing I'd really been exposed to. And I mean, I didn't decide right then and there, but that was when the interest was sparked and From there, it was research whenever I could, and then there was a year or two in like seventh grade when I decided I was an atheist. And then around high school, I guess, I kind of got back into it, and I started off Wiccan like a lot of people do, because... That's really the only information you can get when you first start out. Those are really the only books they sell at at Barnes & Nobles, that sort of thing. And that's actually a topic for another episode, so moving on. Um, So I've been pagan for about two years now, I want to say? Maybe a year and a half? Like, hardcore, actually doing things and researching, set up an altar in my room type pagan. Um, And... It didn't take me long to figure out Wicca wasn't quite for me.
1: But. What, what made you decide Wicca wasn't right for you? What about it? it well, did it have values that you didn't agree with?
0: Yes and no. There. I'll always appreciate Wicca because it's where I started and it's always going to be sort of special to me. Like Scott Cunningham is pretty much without a doubt my favorite pagan author, even though he only writes specifically Wicca centric books or at least what I've read is only specifically Wiccocentric. it's always going to have a place in my heart, but it got to a point where, okay, I've learned everything I can about this, it's time to move on. And certain parts of it just didn't really fit anymore. I was, mostly I was uncomfortable with the fact that the god and the goddess are pretty much nameless, and I wanted something or someone with a name to believe in, which is how I wound up believing in Artemis. um, It just... It's not that there was any one specific thing that really turned me off from it. It just, as a whole, it wasn't quite the right fit. Um, But it was definitely a better fit than Christianity, and it was definitely a better fit than atheism, and definitely a step in the right direction. I'm an eclectic pagan, as I've mentioned probably a billion times by now, so I'm pretty much always going to be learning new things and trying new things and kind of moving around. My practice is going to be very fluid and not really set in stone for any time in the foreseeable future, and I think a lot of the reason that it seems more logical to me is because... Not that I need something to believe in, but I've always wanted something to believe in. And it doesn't outright contradict any of my prior beliefs. So I'm willing to kind of let the logic go for a while. Like, personally, I feel that if you're going to have a faith in something or a belief in something, logic kind of has to take the back seat. Like, there are certainly parts of me that are very, very routine and logical and, like, this has to follow this, has to follow this, and everything has a cause and an effect and everything's related, and oh my god, I have an incredible appreciation for numbers, but that's completely separate from the part of me that wants to light a candle and say a prayer or, you know, dance around under the full moon, to quote a stereotype. So I feel like it's not so much that I need logic and religion to coincide. But not that I also need them to be entirely separate, either. I think I've just babbled for about five minutes straight, though. So, moving on to my final question for you.
1: For me? I was going to ask you a question.
0: Oh, did you have another one? Yes. Do um, you want to just keep talking about me? Okay. Just feed my narcissism. I'm cool with that.
1: <laughs> um, so, you chose to be an eclectic pag- pagan to avoid being... Held down, not held down, I mean, held down by rules, restrictions, things like that, or you wanted to learn more, or you wanted to be able to create your own sort of religion for yourself, like one that's unique See, for you.
0: This is definitely a trick question because I'm either a rebel, a nerd or a narcissist You're definitely a nerd I'm definitely a nerd, honestly, I think. I'm just going to come out and own my geek right here. The learning things was probably a large portion of it, because, like, after a while of practicing Wicca, it felt stale. There was nothing new. I mean, obviously, there's always new things to learn every single day in any practice, but there wasn't enough new stuff to learn. Um, any more questions? Or those no. we're almost to 40 minutes here. Yeah, I think you'll edit it down, I was trying right? to keep these all down to half an hour. Alright, um, so my final question for you is, fairly often you cite the lack of logic as a reason not to believe, but, hypothetically speaking, if there were ever to come into light some sort of evidence of a religion, like actual physical proof that the world was created in seven days, or actual physical proof that evolution isn't entirely true, or Actual physical proof that hey, there really were gods on Mount Olympus at one point, like, would you then consider believing, or is it just straight up no religion, even if there's proof of it?
1: This is interesting, and this goes back to the Bill Nye Ken Ham debate. Um, both of them were asked what would change their opinion on the subject, what would make them believe. Um, Ken Ham said uh, nothing would make him change his opinion and Bill Nye said that evidence would make him change his opinion. So that's that's kind of where I fall. But so if it was proven that there were, I don't know, gods on top of Olympias then Olympus, I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know my Greek mythology.
0: It's fine. Um, Honestly, I think I'm pronouncing the bastardized American version of it anyway.
1: Alright. Yeah, so if there's scientific evidence, of course I'd have to believe it. But then there are also the people who believe in religions who, um, though there is evidence, continue to believe That, um, their view is right, which in its own way, it's their belief and their opinion. They're allowed to say that they don't believe in this god or that god or that there are any gods. Um, so I'm sure there'll be atheists out there who say there are no gods anyway, even if there was evidence.
0: That's a fair assessment, um... I mean, yeah, there are always people who are going to have their own concrete this is what I feel, this is what I have always felt, this is what I always will feel. Because human beings as a species, we don't like change. We hate change.
1: And we also think... We
0: try our hardest to not accept it or notice it. We generally just extremely dislike it. And I mean, then there are the people who want change because change makes their life better. But... As a whole, change is scary, and I completely understand in times of need or whatever, clinging to your beliefs, even if they're seem outdated to the rest of society or even if they're archaic or even if they're just really, really out there. if that's what works for you, do it more power to you I don't know if. Other people have less of a liaison fair approach to religion, but the way I see it, you do you, I'mma do me. I'm apparently also going to get ridiculously ghetto at certain points during this podcast. Sorry. Um, and it's just kind of to each his own, I guess. Any final words or thoughts?
1: Um, I don't think so. can't think of anything.
0: Alright, um, I guess that about wraps it up. Um. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at mandaleigh96 at yahoo.com. That's M-A-N-D-A-L-E-I-G-H-9-6 at yahoo.com. Um, you can also send me an ask on Tumblr. Um, my URL is prettylittlewitch96. I also have a WordPress with the same URL. And you can also get in touch via Twitter, because I made one of those the other day. Um... And my tweet name, I guess, is at amandas underscore alter. Um, yeah, so feel free to get in touch. Let me know if you have any questions or comments or, you know, just things you'd like me to discuss in the upcoming episodes. I really have to get better at doing these conclusion things. So, yeah. Have a good day. Hope you enjoyed this!